Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. These are conversations with CEOs of digital companies, thought leaders, and solution providers about how you can become a level five digital workplace. For the show notes and transcript of this episode, go to thedigitalworkplace.com. Well, welcome back to the Digital Workplace Podcast. Today, our guest is Darian Michael. He is the co-founder and CEO of Qualify. Hey, Darian, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Neil. I'm very excited to have you on, man. You have an interesting story and a very exciting company that's here at the right time. But first, we got to test to make sure you are a true human, not a robot on the show. We're not opening up the robots yet. So your question is, what's something you're thankful for today? Mm, that's, that is a good one. Um, I think this might come off weird. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for uh, the pressures. I was just talking to my wife about um, we we both have a lot going on in our life right now. I'm starting starting and running a company there's you know that in and of itself is a lot have a few young children that's a lot of pressure and um and she's also in nursing school um and all those things can be really stressful but um i've seen it in a couple places now but like that pressure is a privilege there's a lot that's um kind of that we're being entrusted with and um i'm thankful for that because a lot of those things are like i said stressful hard to keep up in the air but uh, for the most part, they're going going really well right now. And so I'm really thankful for kind of how that's tracking in my life. So, yeah. That's excellent, man. I appreciate you saying that. It's always good to remember that certain pressures are privileges to have. So it's a good perspective. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's get into it. You talk about the company you have and that you started. Give us the story. How did you get into it? And what is Qualify? What does it do? Yeah. Yeah, it's Qualify, uh, Qualify.hr. And um, I got started... Um, because of pain points that I experienced myself when I was uh, leading recruiting in HR at a previous company. So I was at a company called Viral Launch. It's based in Indy as well. And um, it was on a really fast growth track when I was there. Um, the founder was a friend of mine and he brought me on to kind of assume kind of like a co-founder type position. I was the VP there and uh, oversaw the operation side of the business. And that included a variety of different uh, hats that I was wearing, including finance, the kind of general legal admin stuff. And then also, like I said, the recruiting in HR. And we went from uh, zero to, or I guess, effectively he and I to over 70 people on the team in about three years. Mm. And uh, I was in, in charge for roughly like the first 40, 50 hires or so. And so for me, it was just a really busy, uh, busy time period, a lot to juggle. And I found uh, the specific step in the hiring process, the phone interview to be really cumbersome. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of scheduling, a lot of coordination that goes into it. If you've ever, you know, been a part of one or if you've ever conducted them yourself, then you, you probably know that it's really repetitive. Uh, you're, you're on the phone constantly. It's interrupting your normal workflow. And so that was the case for me. And, um, and now we've, we've solved that problem for, uh, for customers that are typically recruiting teams that recruit in high volumes. And so what we provide is a solution that lets them pre-record audio-based questions so they can use their own voice to create interview sets that are then standardized but still personal. And then they can invite you know hundreds and interview hundreds of people even on the same day that those candidates apply to a position. Um, and then from their experience, they uh, click a link to get started after they receive a text or an in, uh, email invite. They read some instructions, and when they're ready, they hit start, and our system will actually dial their phone so they can do it over a cell phone or a landline, and then they navigate through those pre-recorded questions over a standard phone call, very similar to uh, answering voicemail questions. Um, and we record it, 
transcribe it, and then the recruiting team can listen to it, share it with their team, and uh, move candidates a lot faster through a process and make better decisions from it. So, yeah. Yeah. A little long way, but that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is obviously like a core issue right now. I mean, everyone is trying to figure out how to do recruiting better, trying to do figure out how to retain people too, but this everyone's looking to bring in new people. So where do you feel like, as you look at the, the industry that you're in, in terms of, of recruiting and HR, like, What's the exciting thing that's going on there that you feel like? Is everything just chaotic right now? Or do you feel like things are really improving and we're seeing a lot of advancements? Yeah, I think things definitely are are constantly chaotic, except especially in like the time period that we live in, obviously with everything going on. I think there's encouragement. There's been a lot of investment in investment in like companies like mine, um, but then also in terms of uh, folks investing in HR resources in general. I think there's been a lot of focus on how do we, like you said, hire the best people, retain the best people, um, and create better systems around how we build our workforce. And so that's really encouraging and exciting. Obviously, being biased in terms of us building in that industry, but um, just as a whole, seeing companies try to figure out ways to invest in their people and be better about it. Let's dive deep into some of this overlap of like you have these audio of somebody recording their own voice. So it feels very in person or at least like back to phone call days that were there. But then we're also trying to blend in all these like highly advanced technology tools that are there. What is about the audio voice that you feel like is a difference maker that that a recruiter or a candidate is really going to be like, yeah, I want that because it still makes you feel that, that human connection as opposed to just saying, hey, here's a form, just fill it out when you can. Yeah. So there's like definitely different layers in terms of, or I guess mediums, I should say, in terms of how people are thinking about, you know, different aspects of the recruitment process. Obviously there's like text and forms, there's video. We kind of sit in the middle um, with voice and we're really excited about it because we kind of have uh, a lane mostly to ourselves right now. It's, it's really exciting to be able to provide a unique solution to a lot of the recruitment teams that we, that we work with. Um, but the cool thing about voice is that it is still that human aspect. So it's, you know, it's rich data in terms of the voice being uh, a very human centric yeah. thing as opposed to text. You know, if you're, if you're talking about the context of recruiting, um, if I sent you a form as a candidate to say, Hey, respond to this, um, you can take as much time as you want, depending on the nature of that question, you can, uh, essentially pander in, in whatever direction you think the recruiter wants to hear in the way that we format the questions. It's more of a live conversational response. And so you get kind of that raw, um, unscripted answer from them, um, which may be more telling given the context. Um, and so I think that's like one of the biggest things. And then just the frictionless nature, uh, again, with forms or with other mediums, there's, uh, the fact that you have to sit down and do, the work either on a form or the video, there's the the friction of having a webcam that you have to get dressed up for the internet quality issues that you have to worry about. Maybe you don't have a webcam and you have to go somewhere else, things of that nature. Most people have a phone and so they can respond um, really quickly and seamlessly, which is a big advantage uh, for recruiting teams because it creates a faster response time and allows them to take, you know, action quicker and move those candidates, um, hopefully the best candidates through the process a lot faster. I want to know too more about like the way your team is set up because you're seeing a lot of companies that when you make that switch to the digital workplace, oftentimes there's an emphasis on text-based communication. Mm-hmm. So I think, especially if you look even five years ago or so, all the companies that were fully virtual, that were fully distributed, 
we're all saying like, look, everything's about written communication. You got to be able to write well if you're going to succeed in this world. Yeah. But you're starting to see a little bit more of tools like yours that are leaning into voice only. So like there's video that's out there, you know, saying, okay, we're going to switch everything from these in-person meetings we have to Zoom meetings like that. But then now we're starting to see some things that are like asynchronous voice, which was like, yeah. at the first was like, why would we need that? We can either have one or the other. But we're starting to see there's some use for this. And there's an interesting place, like you said, it's an interesting lane you can be in that's there. Yeah. So talk more about that. And especially just within your own team, like do a lot of people prefer to be voice or do you lean more towards text-based or what, what's your team like? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of asynchronous tools. Um, I think my team like kind of secretly makes fun of me because, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, one, we use Slack, which is, I guess, in, asynchronous in nature, um, but it can be a little uh, disorganized at times. And so I think that they're like, especially virtual teams like us have to be disciplined around like those where the flow of communication happens and setting up the proper channels to be able to capture things, document things. Um, so we use, you know, Slack, we use Notion, uh, things of that nature to do our best to capture and organize around that. But also where I say they make fun of me is um, I recently uh, util- started utilizing asynchronous voice within Slack. So there's mm. different tools. There's one that's called Yak that um, I started using um, in Basically, you can send voice messages um, or video messages in Slack. Um, Slack actually came out very recently, I think just over the last couple of days, um, with their own version of that. So I kind of switched to testing that out. But Mm -hmm. effectively, the same thing. You can send voice memos uh, and and video um, of yourself or of the screen you want to share as little clips that you can send. And I love that, especially for more complex thoughts that, we don't need to do a meeting right now um, to hash this out, um, but I want to get this message across. But it also might not be easy for me to type down, or I might be, you know, you know, mobile right now, or like walking around, or doing something else that doesn't have my, where I can't sit down and type something out. And so, I, I love that the, the asynchronous voice and video for for those reasons. And so, yeah, you also mentioned that asynchronous voice tends to be more unscripted. I mean, you, you could sit there and like type out all your answers you're going to put in the form and then rehearse it. Yeah. But then you pretty much guess if somebody's doing that. So th- there's an element of saying, okay, if you're going to, if I'm going to type you an email, type you a Slack message, hopefully I'm taking five seconds to read over that before I send it. Yeah. So it gives me a chance to step back and edit it as it goes through. Whereas voice tends to be, yeah, you can listen to it, but it's hard to make like just one little change. You got to kind of change the whole thing when you send it through. So talk more about that. Why why is that an advantage when it comes to recruiting or or any kind of communication? Yeah. Um, And so I might need clarification on that. So like in the context of like internally, like with uh, using those like voice products, um, it's, yeah, I, I find myself like starting off on one direction maybe <laughs> saying like ums or like reshifting my my train of thought as i'm talking in the moment and so that's that's that can be funny just like through through internal conversations but um what we found with recruiting um and the way that the interviews are laid out is that it's helpful because um unlike a live interview where conversations may tail off in different directions with us it's structured in nature and mm. so um despite it being unscripted it follows a set path uh, in terms of the questions that are being asked. And so uh, candidates tend to stay pretty pointed to the response or to the question that they're responding to. Um, And then as a recruiter, you have the ability to listen back to that um, 
with all the kind of functionality of a typical audio player. So you can play, you can, you know, jump around to different questions. You can pause, rewind, play multiple speed variations, you know, for the power listeners out there. Um, and so it gives those, it affords you that opportunity. Um, Cause oftentimes recruiters aren't, one, they're not recording their conversations. They're often trying to like scratch down notes when they're talking, uh, which doesn't give you like the full context, especially if you're passing those notes off to, you know, a hiring manager or a decision maker. And so uh, Qualify gives them that ability to capture that full set of data and allow them to make those decisions uh, together collaboratively and more effectively. Well, cool. Well, we'll zoom out a little bit. Tell us about your team. How big is your team? How much have you grown recently or what's the new for you? Yeah. Um, so this year has been, uh, a, I guess, a relatively considerable amount of growth for the team. Um, so coming into this year, it was just myself um, and my brother that were full time. Um, we have two other co-founders that we got to bring on full time um, at the beginning of this year. Um, or actually, uh, yeah, we brought on a co-founder. And, and then later in the year, brought the last co-founder on. So there's there's four of us. And then we've uh, since added four more full-time employees. And right now we're hiring. So our team will be uh, up to 12 here um, really soon. And we're fully distributed. Most, most of us are based in the Indianapolis area. Um, but we have um, someone starting here soon in Chicago. And then a, we have one of our teammates is in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and then... Like I said, we plan to hire remotely. Um, and so some of the the candidates are, that we're talking to right now are in, in different states as well. So, um, so yeah, that's what our team looks like right now. Like I said, four co-founders. Um, I'm more operational in nature. Um, my brother, who I mentioned, is sales and, 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 and product and, and operations as well. We have two technical co-founders, um, a couple of sales folks, marketing, uh, senior marketing manager, and then... Um, a junior engineer as well. So as you build out a this kind of remote team, but the core team is all together, how are you going to make that blend? Because we've seen that be more, kind of a tension to some people to say like, okay, well, I'm remote, I'm sitting in Nashville or I'm in Atlanta or I'm somewhere else, but I know the power center, <laughs> they're all getting together, they're all hanging out in the evenings and talking about stuff and I miss that kind of thing. So how are you going to kind of navigate those waters? Yeah, that's interesting. I think it's something that I personally am uh, going to continue to learn about. One, most of our communication, like I talked about, happens in the channels that everyone has access to. So like our Slack, we try not to do a lot of email internally, um, unless it's kind of forwarding things along from from outside vendors or things of that nature. Um, and then uh, and then we, we try to like have set rhythms as a company where we're meeting on a weekly, monthly, and quarterly basis around certain topics or certain areas of the business um, and having, again, all this happening virtually. So I think most of our, most of our, you know, business oriented communication happens uh, where, where everyone can be accessible to it. Um, the, the other aspect though, is we still want to try to, I think that, that in-person connection is still important. So when and where we can, especially if there's a good chunk of folks in different regions, would love to continue to meet, you know, get together in person just to connect on a, on an individual level. So we do have a, um, a, a get together coming up here soon. Uh, I think, I think it's actually next week uh, where we'll be able to get together, have some fun and, and really just connect on a, on a personal level and as the team grows, we'll find different ways to do that. I know some teams have um, 
done retreats and things of that nature. Um, that's something that we uh, have talked about and plan to do as well. So, yeah. And pretty common on most distributed teams to do those things. And I think yeah. that's one thing we all have to remember that like the last year and a half has not been like typical remote distributed. Right. <laughs> the fact yeah. that you can't get together and travel and meet with one another yeah. is not really optimal, even in a distributed setup. Yeah. And like going into like when we first started the business, it wasn't in the plans to stay, uh, to be remote. I actually, before pandemic life, mm-hmm. I was one of those people that said, I don't, I don't like working from home. Like I mentioned, I have a couple of young kids at the house. And so like, sometimes it's like a distraction for me to like, just want to go hang out with them or do other things besides work. Um, and, uh, what I found is being forced into it kind of created a different mindset around it. And I, I personally enjoy it. Most of my team, uh, really loves working, uh, remotely as well. And so it's, it's a preference at this point for, like I said, for most of the team. Um, and so for me, I just want to be, strategic around around that knowing that there are differences there's things that you there's pros and cons of of remote life and um like i said continuing to research and figure out different ways to improve on what it looks like to to work at qualify and work remotely darren as you are building out kind of your team you've got a product that's good and that you know people like and want to use and now you're looking at building the company out what are you most passionate about when it comes to rebuilding work for the digital age, as, as you look at the kind of company you want to be in the next three, five years, like what's something that you really want to be known for that, that's different than uh, organizations in the past? Yeah, it, it may not specifically apply to just digital uh, workforce, but for me as an entrepreneur, um, I tell people all the time that I have ideas for days. Uh, hopefully, hopefully some of them are good um, in terms of like new products, new ideas. I'm, I'm just an idea person. Qualify was just one idea that really stuck um, and that we were able to build upon. Um, and so with that in mind, my favorite thing is really collaborating with people. I know my limitations, like I said, I have good ideas, but nothing about Qualify would have happened if we didn't have the people that we have around us. And so that's, what's more fun for me. That's what I get passionate about is just creating a, a, an environment that people can thrive in and enjoy. Um, and then a big thing for me and for us as a company is, uh, creating a diverse culture. And I think that that's where, um, the digital workplace can have its advantages to just being able to have a broader reach in terms of where you're recruiting from. Um, we started off, really well. Um, like I said, we have four co-founders, uh, three of us are black. Our team is, uh, if you look at us, I think we look a lot different than, um, the typical company in the Midwest, um, because we've, we've had a intentionality around what we, what we want our company to become. Um, so we want to we want to be attractive to, um, lots of different types of people, um, and, and continue to do great work with good people. And so, um, I think that's one of the things that I get passionate about is, like I said, just creating a, generally creating an environment that people love to be at love to work. You spend a considerable, considerable amount of your day, uh, with a certain group of people. So allowing people to enjoy the work they do enjoy the, the people they do that work with, um, and, and creating opportunities for, um, a wider set of people, especially in the tech community. When you talk about like rebuilding work and providing more opportunities for people, I mean, mentioning that the three out of the four of your founders are black, like that's that's different. Like most yeah. in the tech world, especially, it, it's tough to find that. So what is it about 
qualified that you want to stand out in that way? Like it's one thing just to have the numbers that are there. Yeah. What's kind of the the unique thing that when somebody walks into your place, they realize, well, like this isn't just a whitewashed or a place or something like that. Like these guys know it. They understand my community. They understand where I'm coming from. What are some of the differences that'll be there in your culture? Yeah, I think one, our approach to recruiting, um, we're still young, so like it's still being developed, but we've gotten really great feedback so far. Obviously, like with the product that we put out in the world, it, I mentioned it's personal and structured in nature. So um, hopefully we're, we're helping to create that those same uh, sort of dynamics with our customers, but internally we want to use our own product. So um, every candidate is going to go through a consistent process there. Um, and then also in terms of how we do live interviews, um, we want to be one efficient, um, but two structured, giving each candidate the same interview experience, asking some the same questions across the board. Um, and so I think that's one thing that we've got, again, gotten really great feedback around. Um, and one thing that might look different uh, compared to, to other companies and how they approach uh, their recruiting processes. Um, and then also just like our, uh, I don't know how to say, just like kind of the, the feel of it, not the less tangible aspect of it. Uh, I think one of the positives of having a diverse team is the diversity of culture that gets brought in. Um, culture is in part what you kind of lay out as a founding team in terms of like, here's the vision we have for the company, but then culture is influence and there's aspects of being protective of that, but allowing, um, allowing people to add to the culture. And I think that's, uh, that's something that will look different for, for us as we continue to bring new faces into the mix. Darren, why don't you end us off with telling us about one problem that you see either you're facing now, or you feel like it's going to come up in the next year that you haven't really found a solution to. So what's one thing you want to throw out there? Yeah. And I might have not done a ton of research around this yet, but one thing that I keep like thinking about is especially like recruiting in a remote environment, like kind of the typical places where you might post jobs. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a great solution, at least that I've found, um, where you can post uh, essentially like uh, synchronized job posts across different geographies. Um, so instead of just saying, here, here's this job, it's a remote um, for instance, like, and I don't want to like bash any different products, but like if you post on ZipRecruiter, which is a, a service we use, you kind of set a, a geography around a certain mm -hmm. location. It's like within 50 miles of this, you know, specific address. Um, but I think it'd be great to be able to hit different pockets um, tar in a targeted way to bring out the different candidates that might be in specific areas that you want to recruit in. And so, um, I'm sure there's something out there. So if there is like send it my <laughs> way, I'm definitely interested in it. But that's one thing that I've, I've come across in terms of recruitment challenges, you know, especially here recently as we're growing the team. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point because I feel like there are definitely like the traditional boards that are out there that are more location based. Yeah. And then you have totally separate boards that are out there that are just totally remote. And so if you want a remote job, you go there. Right. Yeah. You want a remote job service, but it's like, what if I want to like just post one single job posting and then that service posts it in Atlanta and in Dallas and in San Francisco and New York, like just simultaneously, but it appears to the candidate as like, Oh, qualify as hiring in New York as opposed to hiring generally remotely. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be interesting. So that's a great one. I feel like recruitment in general is like, overdue for a lot of overhaul when it comes to how we like the technology around it, but also the approach to it and, and how yeah. we think about it. So this is yeah. great. I love what you're doing too. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much.
Darian, thanks for being on the show and, and for what you've done with Qualify. We're excited about what you're doing. Tell people where they can go if they want to learn more about what you got. Yeah, it should be pretty easy. It's Qualify spelled with an I instead of a Y. So Q-U-A-L-I-F-I dot H-R. So Qualify dot H-R is where you can uh, find us and learn more. Excellent. Well, cool. Well, thanks for being on the show. We look forward to hearing from you again and, and seeing how the world of recruiting changes next time. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been the Digital Workplace Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to leave a review wherever you found it. Go to thedigitalworkplace.com and sign up for our twice-a-month newsletter. It keeps you up to date on the best ways to build a level 5 digital workplace. Music for the show is provided by City of Sound. I'm your host, Neil Miller. Keep moving forward.